Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.
and the best in the world at what I do. Just to say things that nobody else has the this is power. Nobody can touch me. This voice, this is power. There is nobody that eats, sleeps, or breathes this business more than me. call myself the best in the world other people said it for me in anybody else's hands this is a microphone in my hands it's a pipe bomb i am part of a special i am one of a literal dying dying breed everything i have i've fought for and i've earned the hierarchy thought of us i wouldn't have five years of pent-up ammunition to unload on him i wouldn't have so much to say and yeah i got a bad attitude and a bad reputation i tend to piss a lot of people off but i didn't give a damn and yeah i developed a chip on my shoulder because i knew i was the best i am the best in the world at what i do do i have everybody's attention now crime and the disordered mind are related we're concerned here with the psychopath, the man without a conscience. He is of the greatest concern to criminologists and to psychiatrists, all those interested in antisocial behavior. If a man can't distinguish between right and wrong, is he sick and ought he to be in a mental hospital? Or is he a criminal and should he be locked up in jail? These are the questions that come up time and time again in this case. What if I'm wrong? I've got a condition. I get confused sometimes. What if I've imagined all of this? What if I finally turn into what they've always said I was gonna turn into? A maniac. A psycho killer. This man has served a term in the penitentiary. He has been in a psychiatric ward. The police know him as a convicted burglar. The psychiatrists call him a psychopathic personality. Alex. He's spiking all over the place. Alex! System is crashing, Doctor. Alex, can you hear me? Alex, Alex. I'm not sure you can. I gotta do something. He's emotionally overloaded. Unlock me! Alex Exum. Live talk with Alex Exum. Hello, friends. Back again on Locals. This is for Locals only. Today we're talking about how to stay out of jail or Alex Exum's get out of jail free card. I'm doing these shorter shows here on Locals because I don't have time to do it on the Tuesday night show a lot of times. And I can get into topics in a little more depth. So if you, listen, if you have any interest in this topic or any other of my, uh, these topics that I discuss, you should check out Live Talk every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. on Fringe.fm. It seems like every day or every other day I see a video on YouTube, I follow several police channels, or on national cable news, we see somebody being beaten, tased, and there's outrage. And it's not just blacks, it's whites, it's Hispanics, it's the whole kit and caboodle, but of course it seems like if it's a young black man and he's killed, shot, beaten, that's what the media loves to run with. But I'll tell you, from the statistics, although it is slightly higher for minorities, there's not much of a difference when force is used. All right, I don't want to talk about how, you know the difference of disparity when it comes to arrests or even the prison population. 
which is also a falsity because when you look at the prison population uh, throughout the country, uh, you've got just about as many whites as blacks. But the problem here when it comes to the perception of the police with young black men thinking that they're more of a threat and the perception of young black men and young black women. There's been instances of, of really brutal police handling of women too. But young black men are very leery of police because of not only what they've seen in their own communities, but of course the media fanning the flames of hatred. And you know what I say, the media wrecked America. If you want a skewed, unrealistic view of racial relations in America and the world, in fact, just go to the media. The media's warped perceptions and the filth and division that they push. I did a show here on locals also about the lies of CNN. And one of the most blatant lies recently, and trust me, there's many, but one that was just so blatant was John Cena saying he did not do steroids and then CNN taking those very words, deceptively editing it and making it sound like he admitted to doing steroids. So the media is a huge part of the problem. And when you look at the numbers, I mean, I'll just start off right here. We're looking at contacts between police and the public. This is the 2018 statistical data from the U.S. Department of Justice. We see a slightly higher percentage of blacks, 4%, and Hispanics, 3%, um, have experienced threats or use of force as compared to whites, 2%, and other races, 3%. So, yes, it looks like if you're black or Hispanic, you have a slight, really, about a difference of 1% between whites and other races. And other races, we find out, usually means Asian. (laughs) Because Asians do not commit crimes. Of course they commit crimes. But when it comes to the numbers, and unfortunately, recently, because of the hatred towards China, I think not just because of the Wuhan virus and the China virus or COVID, but other long-simmering tensions between races, and especially cities like L.A. and New York, um, account for some of the hatred at the Asian community, which is totally unjustified. But we always find, anytime I'm looking at statistical data for crimes, Asians do not commit crimes. (laughs) According to the numbers, it's such a low percentage. Unfortunately, especially recently, they have been the victims. So race... Uh, far from what the media would tell you, it, it, the, re, the here's what the problem. The media would have you, have you believe if you're black, the police pull you out of a car and just start beating you or shoot you with no justification whatsoever. We all know that's not the case. And I'm going to show you some simple things that anyone, not just if you're black, not if you're just Hispanic, if you're biracial, if you're Chinese, if you're Indian, any race, any color, any creed, If you follow these steps, you have like a 95% chance of surviving a police interaction and in fact, not getting arrested. And we're going to go over my simple tips. And they're very simple. I'll tell you right now before we get in, I just want to read the numbers so you understand what a problem this is. But there's only one thing to say and only one thing to do when it comes to a police interaction. And I'm going to tell you that in a moment. Again, I'm going by the U.S. Department of Justice's own numbers. Here's what you probably already know from empirical evidence, and that's just by you 
knowing whenever you've had a police interaction, your personal experience and others, friends, families, maybe your kids, uh, coworkers. Most people have a police interaction in their car. It's when you're driving your car, the police pull you over a lot of times for some nonsense. Oh yeah, you slightly rolled through the stop sign. You were five miles over the limit. You have tint on your car. Whatever the reason, most people will be stopped or have any police interaction at all while driving a car or in fact being a passenger of a car. So I think one of the most important things that we should talk about is how to avoid the police and how not to get jammed up and how not to get pulled out of a car and tased. And I'm going to play you some audio of a young man. Unfortunately, yes, he was black, but this could have been anyone who was a Uber driver and, or it was a Grubhub, whatever it was. And was literally a few doors from his destination, was pulled over speeding, and the whole thing goes awry, and the young man is tased. So I'm going to play that clip. We're going to go through step-by-step what he could do differently. And my tips, based on that and thousands of other police interactions I've watched, and the statistical facts I have here, how to avoid the police and not get arrested. Number one, the most interactions were during a traffic stop, 18,666,000 police interactions started from a simple traffic stop. Now, of course, you cannot stop driving. You cannot stop being a passenger in a car. And we'll talk about what you can do in those situations that will keep you out of jail and from getting arrested or tased or even a ticket in a lot of instances. But one surefire way to have contact with the police based on percentages and numbers is to drive. So look, maybe an Uber is better if you have a fear of the police. Maybe riding your bicycle, public transportation. How about walking, right? Whatever, if it's too far, you got to drive. Just know, mind your P's and Q's when driving because statistically, that is your greatest chance of having an interaction with the police. Number two would be a passenger. And we've all seen it. The driver gets pulled over. The passenger's acting shifty. He gets pulled out of the car, tased, beaten, or shot. So being a passenger doesn't make you safe either. Let me give you the numbers on that, by the way. 28 million are police interactions. 28 million initiated by the police. 18 million are a traffic stop. 5 million would be passengers of a traffic stop. And then we have about three and a half million of street stops. So yes, I mean, you could be walking down the street and have a police interaction, but most of tw- the overwhelming amount, 28, almost 29 million interactions. This is from 2018. In 2015, it was slightly less at 27 million. So almost the same. You got a pretty big chance while driving. Now, Here's the biggest one, and I think you probably already know this. The, the largest incident, and this I don't think you mind so much, unless the police come to your home and beat and tase you, but it's a resident-initiated contact, right? Somebody stole something from me. My house got broken into. Uh, I need a cat out of a tree, whatever it is. So my, my son's on drugs, right? So out of the total, let me go back to 2018. I don't want to tell you too many numbers. We're going to move on. But about 
13% were resident-initiated contacts. You called the police to come to your home. A lot of those don't go wonky, so we're not too concerned about those. The ones that always seem to go bad are the 28 million traffic stops. Okay, the numbers are out of the way. Here is Alex Exum's, and this is based on watching thousands of police interactions on police activity and active self-protection, reading countless law books, including You Have the Right to Remain Innocent, the one and only book you really need to read if you have any interest in this topic at all of keeping yourself, your children, your family and friends, your coworkers even if you own a business, safe from the police and getting hauled into court and going to prison. You have the right to remain innocent by James Dwayne, a fantastic lawyer. He had a viral video on YouTube that had like over 21 million views. He ended up writing a book. I have the book. It's excellent. It will give you the basic tips I'm about to give you. You don't have to read this book in order to know what to do. Let's get into that now. I'm going to tell you first what to do when the police pull you over from the beginning of the traffic stop till the very end. Secondly, we're going to talk about what to say, and I'll go slightly into depth in both. Number one, what to do when the police pull you over? There's only one answer with some caveats. Whatever they say to do. I know somebody just said, wait, well, Alex, an unlawful order. They're going to tell me to do this and that. I, I said caveats. If the police say, I want your ID, give them the ID. I want your registration, give them the registration. I need you to step out of the car. That seems to be a very controversial one. I'm not sure why. We'll get into that. And lawful orders. By the way, before I go any further, let's just say that I am not claiming to be a lawyer. I am not an expert. I probably read and done a lot more research than the average person. We'll, we'll say that. But I will say I know quite a bit. This is what I know for sure. 99.9% of the people I've seen in thousands of videos who say, I know the law, do not know the law. They don't know anything about the law. They refuse to get out of the car. Sometimes they'll refuse to say their name or even give ID. There's a thousand things they do wrong. And then things escalate. So number one, let's just get this right out of the way. Not talking about you. Not all, not all, but most people have absolutely no clue what is legal and what is not legal during a traffic stop. Let's just get that out of the way. So number one, what to do. Whatever the police say with some caveats. Now here's the example. I want your ID. Here's my ID. I want your insurance. Here's my insurance. And look, don't obvious, don't delay because that can be mis misconstrued by the police as not complying by just asking multiple questions, taking you to your sweet time, and then they escalate. So I want your ID. Boom. I want your insurance. Boom. Get out of the car. Yes, sir. You do it. I want you to roll down the window. With some caveats, you'll do it. Okay? You don't have to roll it all the way down. Because and don't roll all you don't have to roll all the windows down, but the window with the cop there, roll it down so you can at least hear him and respond if necessary. But you don't have to roll it all the way down. And one of the reasons being, if you have other windows open and especially that one all the way down, they can say, I smell marijuana, I smell alcohol, I smell gunpowder, I smell donuts, whatever it is. Now they want to get in the car and search the car. 
So there, I understand people don't want to roll the windows down at all. Some people a little, but I understand that. So I'll give you that. Now, here's what you, I said caveats. Here's what you do not have to do. You do not have to consent to a search. In fact, you will decline and make a record of it. You have to say it straight out. You will not do any roadside sobriety test. I don't care if this flat foot tells you, if you do not do this test, your license will be suspended. The DMV will do this. I don't care what he says. I don't care. A lot of it he's saying in a way to scare you, and it's not necessarily true. And they don't tell you about the other option, which is a blood test. So if he says, I want you to get out of the car and walk the line. I want you to get on the ground and do snow angels. Tell me the alphabet backwards, forwards, and sideways. You're not going to do any of that. You refuse that test. If the police officer says, I shouldn't have called him flatfoot. You see, we don't want to be disrespectful to the police officer. Yes, I caught that. We also say, or he's going to say rather, I want you to blow, not him, but a breathalyzer. You are going to refuse that. And you're going to say, I would prefer a blood test. Why? Every DUI lawyer will, lawyer will tell you. Breathalyzers are not always accurate. The roadside test is very subjective. He might just not like the look on your face or the, the glaze in your eye, and boom, you failed. So you don't want to do those. You're going to fail, right? What you do want to do is the blood test. You have the right to a blood test. It takes time for them to arrest you, to go through the process, take you back. You're sobering up the whole time, and there's ways to even contest the blood test if they didn't do it right. But additionally, he knows he's got to haul you in. It's just much easier to get the DUI conviction virtually there, and then he'll haul you in and know he's got a slam dunk, right? Or you admitted to drinking. That's another thing. We're going to talk about what to say in a moment. But number one, what to do, whatever they say, give them your ID, give them the insurance, get out of the car. The things you will not do is anything other than that. <laughs> so if he tells you, for example, you're going you're gonna to do the breathalyzer, you're not going to. And I'll tell you how you're going to say that you're not. You're never even going to get to this point, by the way, because of the way you're going to handle the verbal interaction with the police. But you will not consent to searches. And here's what he's going to say to you. Well, I know I smell marijuana in there, so I don't care if you concern. I've got probable cause. I'm going to get the dog out here. He's going to smell it, and we're, and we're hauling you in, and then we're going to find you. You're done. You're just you're delaying the inevitable, boy. Heard it all before. Politely, I don't consent to any illegal searches. So another important thing I should say, also ask if there's a video being made, and you can also make a video recording of it with your phone. Now, if he gets really weird about that and says, get your phone out of your hand, give me your phone, put it down, da, 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 I would suggest you do it. Do you have the right to film it? You do. Courts have shown that. What I would do and what I suggest, because this is what I suggest my family and friends do, is get a dash cam. So even if you don't have the opportunity to record it on your dash cam, hopefully your dash, I mean, on your phone, your dash cam will hopefully pick it up. Okay. So we know what to do. Pretty much what they say within reason, lawful orders. Those are lawful orders, by the way. Hey, but let's get to that because I've heard many people say this. I, you don't. You have no right to get me out of the car. I want a supervisor and almost threaten that they will not take any other orders from this police officer until the supervisor arise, arrives, including stepping out of the car. Now, one thing the cops are famous for, I've seen thousands of interactions and I know this will happen. It, it happens all the time. It'll probably happen to you. It hasn't happened to me yet because I know how to deal with the police. And I'm very polite in, in 
respectful to police when I have interactions. I'm very nice. That's why I never get beaten, tased, and arrested or shot. But I understand. There's some bad cops. They're not all good. Most of them are great. There's a few bad apples out there. One thing that you are not going to say, by the way, never, is where you're going, what you were doing before you got there. They love asking you those questions, right? They love to say, where are you coming from today? Where are you headed? What you up to? If you're just parked, sometimes they'll just roll up on you in a park. What you, what you doing back here in the back of this lot? Now, you might have a very valid reason for being in the back of that lot. You work for the company. You went out the back way. You got in your car. You're just warming up the car because it's a cold day. You want to get, get out of there. That's more of a back east thing, but you get it. But the police see a car back there parked. No real reason it should be there. It's after hours, maybe, right? It's late. It's cold out late. Who the hell's in a car back here? When this place is closed, well, you just closed it. So the cop pulls up, hey, how you doing? What are you doing here? You don't just shut up and stay mute, right? And we're going to talk about that. Or say, well, you have no right to ask me that. What are you doing? You just say, I work here and I'm leaving work. I just closed up. So in other words, the two things you will say, because this will get you out of a lot of nonsense, because otherwise they may arrest you and think, you know, until they get you down and identify you. People don't want to give their name. They don't want to give their ID. You will say who you are. You'll give me your ID. If you don't have your ID on you, you tell them who you are. Don't lie. And when they ask you what's going on, where are you going, where are you coming from, blah, 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 blah. You don't answer where you were, what, the, what, what you're doing the night, this, that, and the other. Just say why, who you are, and why you were there. Those are the two things. This is my name. Identify yourself. And I am here for such and such. Now, look, here's a good example. Some people will say never say anything to the police. I'll tell you what you're going to say to the police in a moment. Right? I told you. What to do and what to say. But some people will say, don't say anything. Make no statements. He has no right. This, that, the other. You got to look at it realistically. If you locked your keys in your house and you're now climbing up to a second story window and trying to jimmy the window to get into your place and somebody sees it and says, hey, it looks like someone's breaking in. They call the police. Police show up and go, what the hell are you doing up there? Get down and talk to us. Don't you think it's reasonable? Don't you think it's a reasonable, rational person would say, this looks bad for me. (laughs) The police are here to investigate and I would want them to investigate a burglar possibly breaking into my place. So you get down, you say, I live here, I'm breaking in. Show him your ID. Guess what? He drives away happy, everybody's happy. You know, the wrong thing to do, and I've seen this happen many times, is people get offended, right? I saw this recently with a guy delivering newspapers. We're going to see it with the DoorDash or delivery driver that I'm going to play in a moment. But people are already offended that they're being questioned by the police. Look at it from their perspective. A reasonable, rational police officer who gets a call from a a concerned citizen in the neighborhood says, it looks like some house is getting broken into. Yeah, he'd he'd, he'd think it. So again, what are you going to say? Only two things, who you are and why you were there. Nothing before, I was here before, what you're going to do after, what you did yesterday, what your plans are tomorrow. That's it. I locked my keys out. I live here. Here's my ID. That's why I'm scaling up the wall, breaking into my own home. Now, that's obviously a street interaction, but you get the point. So again, what to do with the police? Whatever they ask. Give them their ID. 
If they ask you to get out of the car, that's a law for order. Sorry, I digress. We were getting to that. I've heard so many times, countless times, people who do not know the law. I know the law. I don't have to do this or that. If a cop asks you to get out of the car, time and time again, courts have shown, yes, it is a lawful order. You must get out of the car if physically able. If you're disabled, you're in a wheelchair, of course it's different. Blind or, okay, all right, whatever. Someone's going to come up with something. But a reasonable person, look, this is, the way, this is what the courts have ruled. If you got in the car, you can get out of the car. That's it. It's, it's not unreasonable for a police officer to get you out of the car when they're questioning you, especially if they think there's something in the car, a gun or drugs they don't want you disposing of. You're acting like you're going to flee. They ask you to turn the car off. You won't. They ask you to roll the window down. You won't. They think you're going to flee. These are all things that set off red alerts for cops, right? So it, some of this is common sense, but common sense ain't so common, it seems, from the countless videos I've watched. All right. So a lawful order is get out of the car. You must identify, I mean, most people know this from when they took their driver's test, but even on the street, cop just walked up and asked me for ID. Now, is it a lawful order? He, he thinks someone in the area, he got a call, someone looking like you, blah, 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 blah. Beat their wife. They want to make sure it's not you. Hey, that looks the guy, you know, walking away a block away. Excuse me, sir, you're wearing a red jacket. This guy's wearing a red jacket. Can we see your ID? Show him your ID. Some people will say, I don't have to show you my ID. You do. Some people will say, you have to at least identify, okay? Just do it. I see so many times, it's just, and I've seen it when a guy's a passenger in a car, and the cop will come up, he's questioning the driver, the passenger's acting shifty, this and that and the other. He asks for ID, and the guy refuses. They yank him out of the car. He runs. He beats, gets shot, taste. Just do it. Anyway, what to say to the police? This is so easy and so simple that you should never forget this. Nothing other than what I told you. Here's my ID, my name, and why I'm here. That's it. Here's, that's it. Say nothing else. Nothing. Actually, there's three things you can say. Three things to remember. Shut up, shut up again, and shut up some more. Now, here's an example. You don't become a deaf, dumb mute, by the way. But here's an example. Police officer comes up to the door. Hi, how you doing today? Hello, officer. Here's my license, my registration, and here's my insurance. Have it ready. Give it to him. So he doesn't have to start asking you a bunch of questions. They know how to do this. Hey, how you doing today? Here's the first one they always do. You know how fast you were going? Usually it's, usually it's repeating, at least for me, but usually it's, do you know why I pulled you over today? And if you say no, they say, do you know how fast you were going? Now they do this for a reason. They ask these questions because when they're in court, if you want to fight this citation, they're going to say, well, he didn't even know what speed he was doing. There's reasons for those questions. Here's another one a lot of people don't understand. You might not have had it, but they do it with people they're very concerned about. Hey, good. Uh, I'm Officer Jenkins. How you doing? I'm a fine officer. Hey, good. <laughs> Some other nonsense. Okay, great. Well, you know why I pulled you over today? This is how it usually goes. Okay, good. All right, well, all right, fine. Now, you got any knives, bombs, nuclear weapons in the car? 
How many times you heard that? You got any knives, guns, bombs, right? Or some crazy thing. You got flamethrowers in there? Because he wants to see how you're going to react. This is a common question for police. See, it's all psychological crap. When they ask you, you got any knives, bombs, guns, nuclear bombs in there? Why? Because the average person who's innocent that doesn't have a weapon goes, <laughs> no, of course not. The guy who's got a gun in the car goes, nope. I'm telling you, man, and I've seen it in action. I've seen it on live PD. I've seen it on cops and I've seen it on police activity. I'll put it in the show notes. There's a few channels, active self-protection, police leak, this is butter, police activity you should watch. And you can see the many police interactions that I've learned from that have kept my ass out of jail and even traffic court. So again, what the police ask you to do, you're going to do within reason. No blood test. I mean, only a blood test. No roadside sobriety test or breathalyzers. You will not allow them to search your car, but you will give them your ID and tell them who you are and why you were there in the moment at that time. Not where you're coming from or not where you're going. And then what do you do? Shut up. Now, here's a perfect example. Cop pulls me over. Hello, Mr. Driver of this car. <laughs> That's not what they usually say. They walk up and go, how you doing today? Hello, officer. Here's my license, my registration, and my insurance. Before he can say anything, he's already got everything, so he doesn't have to start asking and barking questions and yanking me out of the car. And then his next question is going to be, do you know why I pulled you over today? Or if I, you know, I was obviously speeding or he thinks I know that. Do you know how fast you were going? These are all common questions. Or you got any knives, bombs, guns in the car? <laughs> right? These are, the cops are so damn predictable. This is why this is so easy. These are all, they're all taught the same stuff, right? You're going to give them your license, your registration and your ID and then you're going to respectfully say, I'd like to respectfully remain silent, officer, while you check my information. That's it. Done. You're done. You're done, diddly done. I don't care if he starts asking you, well, I want to know this and I want to know that and I get out of the car. He might do this. I've seen this happen. Not, not from saying that, but from, you know, saying something similar or just shutting up. Not, not saying a word right? How about this? Why don't you get out of the car? Because they think now that they're asserting their power. They want you to know. They're ratcheting it up a bit because they want absolute 100% compliance. They're not used to people knowing what you now know. They're not used to people not capitulating and start having diarrhea of the mouth and admitting to every goddamn thing, including the Kennedy assassination by the time they're done. You know what to say. Nothing! You're respectful. You answer his question. Now, if he says, do you mind getting out of the car? You can say, sure, right? I, I, again, you're not going to be a deaf, dumb mute. Here's the thing. There's going to be a point where he's going to give you the ticket and you're going to say, may I go, right? So you don't want to be, a, otherwise you might just sit there. He might sit there behind you writing his ticket up for an hour. But he's like, he doesn't want to talk to me. Cops can be jerks like that sometimes, right? So yeah, look, you're going to interact, but you are going to say virtually nothing. 
He's got your registration. He's got your license. He's got your ID. You have told him you do not want to make any statements. And now if he says, get out of the car, I want to search the car, I want a breathalyzer, you're going to refuse them all. And here's how you do it very respectfully. Sure, I'll get out of the car. I do not consent to you searching my car. Now, some people say, roll up the windows, lock the doors, throw the key, all that nonsense. I, I would suggest, look, just you normally lock your doors. I wouldn't roll up all the windows and start locking doors and stuff if, you know, because he might say, hey, don't do that, right? But you might just get out of the car, put the key in your pocket and hit the lock switch, you know? If he takes the keys from you and wants to search, he's going to do it anyway. Don't fight him, right? But some people say, lock the doors and this and that and, you know, don't get out. No, he'll, trust me, wrong thing to do. It's a lawful order. You're going to get out of the car and he's going to say, I'm going to say, say, officer, I respectfully deny any searches of my car, and again, I'd like to remain silent, get my ticket, and go on my way. Get your ticket? Well, we might have another problem here, son. You're making me highly suspicious. I don't like the way you hold them shifty eyes. Officer, I do not consent to any searches. I'd like to remain silent, and I'd like to go on my way once I have my ticket. Don't repeat it like a mantra. Be very calm doesn't matter how here well let's get you in cuffs while i check everything out <laughs> right i don't care what he says say nothing admit nothing i want you to blow i want you to do this i'm not, i do not do no if you suspect dui i prefer a breathalyzer see so you can speak but you're only gonna say what you are going and willing to do and not do. I want this. I want that. I do not consent to any searches. And I would like to remain silent. If you are going to arrest me, I'm going to remain silent. That's it. Keep going back to the same thing. Shut up. Shut up again. And shut up some more. That's it. Don't answer. Do you know how fast you're going? Don't answer it. Do you know why I pulled you over? Don't answer it. Do you have any bombs, guns, knives, nuclear, whatever in the car? <laughs> you know, and that's only to see if you're going to laugh or not. You can give him a little snicker and let him know you're, you're savvy. You don't have any of that. So let's go over this again. And I know this is very simple. I can't tell you how many times people get pulled over. They're nervous. It's a cop diarrhea of the mouth. They just start admitting everything, saying things the cop's not even asking for. So again, you get pulled over. What are you going to do? Whatever the cop says. Here's my license, my registration, and my insurance. If he starts asking you a bunch of questions, officer, I'd like to remain silent. If he asks you to get out of the car and he ratches things up, get out of the car. Why don't you want to say, why don't you want to answer any questions? You got something to hide in the car? What's wrong? Your license suspended? What am I going to find out? You want it? You want probation? What's in the trunk? I smell weed. I'd like to remain silent. Here's my license, registration, insurance. When you're done writing your infraction, if any, I'd like to be on my way. You can repeat it a million ways, 10 different times, and he'll get the picture real quick. Guess what's going to end up happening? Guess what's going to happen? Most of the time, he's going to know you know what's up. He's going to go write his BS ticket. You're going to fight it in court. Look, you're never going to win on the street, arguing with a cop who's got tasers, maces. 
Yeah, maces. Mace the spray and also a billy club, the expandable baton, like a mace. Guns and gang members. Cops are like one big gang. He gets on the radio. He's got 12 other homies. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and fight and argue with him? No, you wait, get the ticket, and you're going to kick his ass in court. And we'll get into that later. Because here's the thing. He ain't going to have much in court. That radar gun that he's using, oh, I bet it's not calibrated correctly. He hasn't calibrated in months. 90% of them don't. Oh, that DUI he's trying to charge you with and that blood test because you didn't give him a breathalyzer. You didn't walk the line. That blood test, yeah, that's questionable too. And any good lawyer can probably have that thrown out. Oh, that illegal search that you did not consent to? Oh, you had a pound of weed in the car? Guess what? You didn't consent. He didn't have probable cause. That gets thrown out the window too. So people got to learn. Fight it in the right... Look, you're not going to be a UFC fighter right? And train with all the rules of UFC. And there are, there's, there's a bunch of rules they put in there now. It's not just a regular street fight anymore. Like the early days of UFC, you don't train for UFC to make a huge amount of money in a bout and win millions of dollars in prize money and then go out to some dive bar and go pick a fight with some gorilla, (laughs) right? You're saving yourself for the big money. It's a weird analogy I use, but You get the point. I'm not going to duke it out with some cop who's obviously going to win. And he's, it's at a, you know, it's on the street where anything can happen. Guns, knives get pulled. You know, I'm training to fight in a regulated ring with a referee who's going to stop it if my teeth get kicked in. And there's rules and regulations. And there's a benefit, right? I'm going to win some prize money. You win with the judge. You could counter sue. Your civil rights might be violated. You could civilly, people don't know this, you could civilly sue that police officer, not criminally, civilly, for violating your civil rights. A lot of people don't know that, right? But you want to duke it out with with them in the street? You got to wait till you're in court. You got to wait till you're in the ring where the referee is there, the judge, and you have a lawyer. You got your coach. You got backup. You can do it the right way. Not on the street where you're at a massive disadvantage. By the way, you're, you're at a disadvantage in the court. But, but, I mean, the more you know about the law, you can stop them from doing a lot of the nonsense we see a lot of people go through. Now, I have a short clip I'd like to play. This is an interaction from a delivery driver, one of these food services. Young man, very respectful who just starts doing everything wrong. And then what happens? The cop does everything wrong. And from the moment this starts, I'm going to play it, and I'll play the beginning where you see how bad it was, and then we'll start from the very beginning. You'll see, after the initial blowout, which I want you to hear at the top, um, how that blowout started was from the police officer saying, Hi, my name's Officer So-and-so. Pulled you over because you're going 40 miles over the limit. I need your license, registration, insurance. It all goes bad from there. And within 60 seconds, 60 seconds from the time the police officer reaches the driver's side window, he's pulling this guy out and tasing him and all sorts of threats. So, I mean, it goes bad famously quickly. When you hear this, Tell me if you see what he could have done differently to stop this whole damn thing. 
You will be tased. Get he out. He said he pulled me over for a traffic Get stop out. and he's going to tase me. You can't do that, officer, because I call for your Get supervisor. Out. I have my Get license. Out. What is the you reason I'm getting out? I'm to give you information. I, told you I didn't the refuse. Car. I asked. Now you're resisting. I haven't refused. I asked to speak to your supervisor. Get out. Sir, I feel get uncomfortable. Out. Please get your supervisor. I don't give a shit. Please don't what you touch feel like. me. I said get out. Please stop it. Why are you being like this? Is this is how y'all really are? Please stop. Uh, this get is out. all on tape. Please stop. Get out of the car. Please don't hurt me. Why are get you doing out. this? No, sir. I'm telling you, get out. I'm, I'm telling you that this is not lawful. Ah! And hence the taser. I apologize. Oh my God! That's not lawful, Get sir. Out. Some slight that's cursing. Still okay. on, man. Pretty good. I'm just. Now here we are at the beginning. Now I want you to see how fast it goes from "Hey, how you doing, officer?" What we're hearing now to what you just heard. Sixty seconds. The whole thing goes wrong. You tell me what he did wrong here. Listen to this. Calls the police department. Reading stops whenever you're coming down uh, Talent Road. I got you at 49 and 35. Yes, sir. Do what? I was asking, are you sure about that? Because I was on below So what I got you at was 49. You got your uh, driver's license, your insurance card, and your registration on you? Do you have proof that you got me going that I got you by radar, man. Can I'm, am I allowed to see this? No, we're not, do, we're not doing that right now. You if you want to argue all that, you have to go to court for it. Um, I'm saying that I wasn't going to that. But I'm saying that you are. So I need your information, please. Why is it that I can't see proof? Because it's in my car and you're not getting in my car. I don't have to get in the car to see it. I need your information. Could you get your supervisor so that we can have Give proof? me your information or you're going to be coming out of this vehicle. I can get out, sir, but... Can Give I me your information. I'm going to turn my video on. Wow. Get out, get out of the car. You can't do that for a traffic stop, sir. 623, start me. Get out of the car, man. Please don't touch me, sir. I'm telling you to get out of the car. All right, well, let me turn my video on. I'm going to take you. Get, you will, get the hell out of the car. Sir, this is a traffic stop. Please don't hurt me, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm a good kid. Stop. Get out of the vehicle. I'm recording you. This is a traffic I'm stop. I will tase you. This get out. Traffic stop. Get out. You will be tased. Get out. He said he pulled me over for a traffic get stop. Get out. He'll tase me. You can't do that, officer, because I call for your Get supervisor. out! I have Get my... out! What is the you reason? You refuse to give you information. I told you to get out of the car. Now you're resisting. I get out! Refused. I asked to speak to your supervisor. Get out! Sir, I Get out! Please get your supervisor. I don't give a shit what you feel like. I said get out! Please stop it. Why are you being like this? Is this is how y'all really are? Please stop! This get is out. all on tape. Please stop. Get out of the car. Please don't hurt me. Why get you out. Doing this? No, sir. I'm telling you to get out. I'm, I'm telling you that this is not lawful. Ah. Oh my God. Get out. Lawful. Get out. That's not lawful. Get out. Get on the ground. That's not lawful. Get on the ground and you can taste again. Okay, but I have my life. Get on the ground. That's not lawful. Get on the ground. That was not a lawful. Get on the ground. Please help. Get on the ground. Please help. Get on the ground. I'm on the ground, but that's not lawful, sir. I have my license on. Put your hands behind your back. Please stop. Help. Please. Please help me. Please help me, Lord. Sorry, I want to interject right there. I noticed this quite a bit. You notice how everyone, when their back is against the wall, 
when they feel something is completely unjust and nobody's coming to help them, who's the one person they always cry out to? Hmm? I don't care if they're a dirty heathen or a filthy pagan. They all cry out to the good Lord. Just something to think about. Put your hands behind your back. Please stop. Help. Please. Please help me. Please help me, Lord. This is not right, sir. I had a right to ask for a supervisor because you, you... That's not right, sir. I have my license in my hand. Stand up. Now, he was saying he was going to comply. Saying you're going to comply. I'm, I was going to do this. I was... He was... No. Hold on, let me pause this. We've heard enough of this poor young man getting tased. It's unfortunate. He didn't deserve that. And I know a lot of people are going to say out there, he escalated this way too fast. I agree. I agree. That's why you've got to follow these steps, folks, because you don't want this happening to you. To have some gun-ho cop who, by the way, he's going to probably get away with this because you cannot, it, look, it is an, it is a lawful order for him to ask him out of the car. It does not matter if you asked for a supervisor. Here's the other thing. What if it's this police sergeant that pulled you over? Who, who are you going to ask for? The mayor? <laughs> they don't have to. Act, not, nobody has to come. You are dealing with that cop. You can ask for a supervisor. You can call one. It's not required. Maybe it's police policy. Maybe it's not. There's no law that says you have the right to a supervisor upon every police encounter. It's ridiculous. So let's just look objectively here. And I feel bad for that guy. He seemed like a nice guy. Later on, maybe I'll play a little bit later, that he was, you know, they were just kind of talking. The cop was like, look, man, you should have just did what I said. You know, we wouldn't be here. And the cops huffing and puffing. He's out of breath. He's stressed. You can tell by his voice. The cop's stress level is through the roof. This poor kid's stressed out. He's just been thrashed about, tased. Now 10 more cops are coming. You know, it's like this. So I'm sure you could hear almost everything that was going wrong. Right? You should have just said, here's my license. Here's my ID. Here's my registration. Guess what? The cop probably would have went back to his car. Written a ticket, you would have gotten a ticket for going slightly over the speed limit. You would have del delivered your food. This poor person didn't get their food. I know that's not the biggest concern here, but apparently he's like a few days, uh, he says later, a few days, a few doors rather, away from delivering. He was almost there. Not going to be hot now, but I'm sure they never got it. But immediately he says, I want a supervisor. He doesn't give his ID. He doesn't give his registration. And then he won't get out of the car. He does everything wrong. Then once he's tased and beaten and yanked about, he goes, I was going to give you my ID. I was going to give you my registration. I was going to get out of the car after the cop asked him 10 times for everything. But I wanted your supervisor. You don't get a supervisor. We already went over that. So, look. What do you do when the cops show up? What they say. Within reason. ID, insurance, out of the car. What you won't do is consent to a search. You will not do a roadside or a breathalyzer test. You will request a blood test if they're accusing you of DUI. Now, one thing I have to mention here, because we, we already know, the surefire way to have a police encounter, unless you call them to your own home because something happened to you, would be getting pulled over. You're innocent. You're driving around, going to work. You get pulled over. 
I have to mention this because this is something many people neglect. Now, obviously, don't roll dirty. Have license, registration, insurance. If you don't have proper tags on your car, you're probably going to get pulled over more than the 28 million people that do every year. You're going to probably be a higher percentage. But here is something that is so simple. So simple. And I saw a guy literally crying. He was a he was on probation. He had done some prison time. He was on probation. He's driving a Charger. This was on one of these videos I saw. He's driving a Charger with tinted windows. Cop just sees him. He's not speeding. He didn't even run the tags. He just sees tinted windows. Pulls the guy over. Right? Why'd you pull me over? You got tinted windows. Can I see your license, registration, insurance? Yeah, sure. Here. He's on a date, by the way. Gives him everything. He goes, okay, you're on probation. I'm going to search the car. But what? I didn't. Searches the car, finds Coke. Immediately arrests him. Ruins his date night. Uh, apparently... The car was like someone else's. I think I think we find out later it's his girlfriend's or wife, so he's probably cheating on her. It's going to get worse. He's going to jail <laughs> with Coke. And he's kicking and screaming in handcuffs at the side of the road, almost in tears, like crying. Well, why? I mean, come on, man. Tinted windows. Look, that car's got tinted windows. That car's got tinted windows. All these cars got tinted windows. Why'd you pull me over? You got lucky, son. Doesn't matter. You're the one I pulled over. Maybe I'll get them another day. Tonight I got you. He was totally screwed. He couldn't believe it. So it's very simple. Don't have illegally tinted windows. Just don't. Just don't. And here's the thing I do because I just I don't have tint at all on my windows. Trust me, I'd like it. I'd like it. But here's the problem. And you're not going to believe it's legal, but it is. You can legally, at least in the state I live in, California, you can legally have your windows tinted the complete Back window can be limo tint, as dark as you want. The back windows, as dark as you want. The passenger side windows, no tint, or virtually none. They make it so light that virtually no tint is legal on the front, period, end of story. The windshield, other than the little uh, eye protection, the sun bar there, you can't have the windshield tinted, obviously, for obvious reasons. But you cannot have your front passenger or front driver window tinted virtually at all. The tint is so light you wouldn't even notice it, so the answer is none. Guess what? Let's say your windows are rolled down, your front windows, and all your back windows are tinted. A police officer can still pull you over believing your front windows are tinted, and then you roll them up, say, look, they're, they're legally tinted. Yeah, I've got the, let's say you do have tint on, and it's legal. They can put the little bar up in this little light checker that checks the, the lumens or whatever. Yeah, it's legal. Oh, you're right. It is legal. I need your license, your registration, and insurance. Like, well, wait a second. You'd have a reason to pull me over. It's legal. You just found out. You may have been mistaken that my front windows were illegally tinted, but they're not. You're right. They're not. I'm not going to give you a ticket for that. Let's check if there's anything else I want to give you a ticket for. You've been drinking tonight? Do I smell weed in the car? May I search the car? Unfortunately, it's true. I've, I've seen it hold up in court where you don't even... You, they pull you over for tinted windows. It's actually legal on the front, but because they couldn't tell, all the other windows are so dark, it's still a legal stop. A reasonable, rational police officer, that's what they have to go by. That's the standard, folks. That's the standard. You know, you wonder why 
a police officer, when he shoots an unarmed person who like reaches in his cell phone for a pocket in his pocket and he pulls out a cell phone, they shoot him dead and say, well, we thought he had a gun. And you go, well, he didn't. That cop should be arrested for murder. Uh, no, he should not. And I agree with that. If a police officer is called to the scene, man with a gun, he shows up, he sees you. He says, stop, halt. You're the description. He says, stop. Maybe you're not the guy, but he goes, stop, halt, don't run. And you don't stop. You don't halt. Let's say you do run. Cop's going to come after you. And he goes, get your hands out of your pocket. You reach in your pocket to pull out your phone. It seems like a gun. He shoots you dead. A reasonable cop. It sucks. I understand it. I don't like it either. But that's what the law goes by. So remember that when you have police interactions. Remember that just because you may be right and the cop is wrong, you don't want to give him a reason to tase you. You don't want to give him a reason to pull you out of the car or shoot you. Guess what? Maybe he does. Maybe he knows you from, from the city, the neighborhood. He's had another interaction. And he's hoping that you refuse an order. Think of it that way, right? Don't give him a reason. Don't give him a reason. So what are we going to do? First of all, if we really don't want to have a police interaction, we are not going to drive. Secondly, we are not going to drive with tinted windows. It happens so many times, I can't tell you, that they pull them over for tinted windows, they get them for weed, DUI, whatever. But here's what we're going to do. We are going to do what the police officer says, such as tell him who I am, give him my ID and insurance and registration, and I will get out of the car. But what I will not do is walk the line for a DUI test. I will not do a breathalyzer roadside. What will I say? Virtually nothing. I will tell him my name, why I'm here in the moment, not where I'm coming from, not where I'm going. And then what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up some more and I'm going to keep shutting up. That It's so simple. And I, uh, look, I'm a talk show host. If I feel I'm unjustly being pulled over, I understand. It would be so easy for me to get lippy. But guess what? I know I'm not going to win. You win in court when you're going to go to court and stomp this cop in court. Now, a lot of people think, we'll fight it in court. A lot of times they don't show, show up. BS, they always show up. I've never had a, I wish, I've never had a cop, even for a minor traffic infraction, not show up. That's a total misnomer. You know why? Because the cop says, oh, I got to go to court today. It's a day off. It's virtually a day off. He gets to, get to go to court and sit around all day. He knows he doesn't have to do anything. He basically shows up, goes, yeah, judge, he was speeding. Okay, you take it. Well, unless you're going to fight it. But yes, the cop's going to show up. But there are a thousand ways to fight a speeding ticket. There's services online that'll even do it for you. There's a thousand ways to fight an illegal search and seizure. So you're going to kick their ass in court afterwards. You're never going to win roadside. And look, you right now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, the cops must hate this show. They must hate this Alex Exum, this live talk, this Exum experience, or actually locals now, locals only. They must hate this Exum. Are you kidding me? They'd love to hear this. The fact that I'm telling you to get out of a speeding ticket, they don't care. They want to do it right. They don't want to deal with people fighting and arguing and everything. When you say, hey, I'd like to remain silent. Here's all my stuff and I'd like to be on my way. And respectfully, they respect that. They respect someone who knows the law. They don't, they don't respect some schmuck on the street who's screaming, I know the law. 
while refusing every lawful order. You think that's the guy that gets respect from the cops? No, that's the guy that gets tased until his eyes pop out of his brain. Simple stuff. Give me your ID, your insurance, your registration. Do what they say. We don't consent to searches. We don't consent to roadside tests. We tell them who we are and why we're there now. Not where we're going in the future. Not where we came from in the past. What do you say? Nada. After that, nothing. Zilch. Bubkiss. Shut up. Shut up again. And shut up some more.